So if you're looking for a gig, let's say at Taco Bell, Chipotle, Sweet Green, Boston Scientific, Shopify, NBA, you can use those other sites if you want to try to get a gig there. But really, why do that when you can use TikTok Resume? It's going to be their new pilot program through which users can search and apply for job listings with short videos showcasing their qualifications. I mean, that's good, right? I mean, I, I think I like it. I think I like it depending on, you know, who has to sit through all those videos. I mean, you've got Chipotle has got a couple million followers. Taco Bell almost has a million followers on TikTok. And so why not use it to your advantage to get uh, employees for your for your for your place of business a pew research center survey published last month found that less than a third less than a third of respondents between the ages of 18 and 29 have used linkedin i don't know i didn't see the actual study of what other sites they were using to get jobs but when you look at the chart Wow. When you look at the chart, uh, YouTube and Facebook remains the most widely used online platforms among U.S. adults. That's not the age group 18 to 29. I mean, YouTube and Facebook are way up there. And then you've got Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Twitter, WhatsApp, TikTok, Red Hot, Nextdoor. Wow. Not Red Hot, Reddit uh, and Nextdoor. So, I mean, people are obviously using these particular social media sites adults under 30 stand out for their use of instagram snapchat and tiktok now we know that uh there's a new site i don't know if you have seen the stories about it but it's a new app called new new and it's where it's in, you know, beta testing right now is like a, according to this, it's like a human stock market. So it allows users to buy shares in creators and then vote in polls to help them make decisions. So one particular person who I'm guessing is, you know, part of the, uh, part of the investors in new, new, uh, said, you know, I couldn't decide between Chinese or Korean, so it was very helpful. So he had he voted for what to eat that day. I'm hoping that that is what he couldn't decide on. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, it could be anything, right? I mean, if you can't decide between Chinese or Korean, I'm guessing it's food. That wouldn't be my first guess, but I'm assuming that's what this story is about. <laughs> so be sure to try new new and they will uh they'll help you out. You can people will buy stock in you and then so you could buy stock and say me on new new and then you could I could ask you questions like Chinese or Korean and you could, you know, answer back. And then I would have to I guess if you're a stockholder, I have to do what the vote says, right? Right. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. As long as we're talking about apps, I see where Twitter may be gearing up to launch its blue subscription module, uh, Twitter Blue. So you pay $2.99 a month. I guess that's their rough draft of what you pay for Twitter blue 
and it will include a feature to undo a tweet and another for bookmarking. I mean, uh, how about uh, no? <laughs> Why? Now you want me to pay to use Twitter so I can? I just really, I good luck. Good luck. God bless. And Parler, I guess, is back up. They are back up on the App Store for Apple. Now, sure, uh, there's going to be content that's not allowed on iPhones due to the App Store rules, but they will be available on Android and web versions of the app. Uh, You know, okay, good. I mean, they need to be back in business. It's a shame what happened to them and how they were treated. But, you know, now they're just trying to get back into business and I may be too late. Uh, just maybe too late. I, I hope not. I hope they survive and come out, you know, on top, but ooh, don't really think so. Speaking of not being able to decide between Chinese or Korean, uh, a recent survey found that nearly 80% of Asian Americans don't feel respected and say they are discriminated against by their fellow Americans. Additionally, a portion of respondents of multiple races said they were unaware of an increase in hate crimes and racism against Asian Americans over the past year. And when they go down and list the hate crimes against Asian Americans, you know, ranging from verbal abuse to violent attacks, increased in several cities in 2020 from 20 th- from 2019. And they mentioned the six Asian American women that were killed March 16th in the spa shootings in Atlanta. Yes, Asian American women were killed, but that wasn't a hate crime against Asian Americans. It was a hate crime of sex workers at this particular place of business. Anyway, anyway, just, you know, Whatever. I got it. Okay. According to their survey, though, 37% of white Americans, 30% of black Americans, 24% of Hispanic Americans, 13% of Asian Americans said they were unaware of an uptick in hate crimes against Asian Americans. Well, if you don't live in an area that had an uptick, then you may not be aware of it. Although, you know, that's just people, that's the percentage of people that aren't paying attention to the news, right? But they have a group called launch and it is l-a-a-u-n-c-h launch leading asian americans to unite for change it's a new nonprofit. it uh did this survey based on responses from 2766 u.s residents between march 29th and april 14th Uh, 90% of black Americans, 73% of Hispanic Latino Americans say they are discriminated against in the U S and the one thing that stuck out to me was 42% in the U S can't name a single prominent Asian American. I don't know that I could off the top of my head. I mean, we all saw crazy rich Asians, the movie, right? (laughs) I mean, okay. I saw it. I mean, it made what? Two, three hundred million? I don't know what it made worldwide. We'll have to check. Let me look at that. Yeah. They made it 239 million worldwide, 174, almost 175 here in the US. So that's not bad. I mean, it cost them 30 million to make. They made their money. And it's the highest grossing romantic comedy in the last 10 years. So, I mean, 
Dear Launch, we saw Crazy Rich Americans the movie. <laughs> oh, I mean Crazy Rich Asians. See, that is the problem. It's not Crazy Rich Americans. That's the way I think. That's the way I think. Crazy and rich have to be Americans, not Asians. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry. Yeah, Norman Chen, the chairman of Launch, I'm sorry, the CEO of Launch, he was caught off guard by the uh, 42% of respondents that couldn't name a prominent Asian American. Sorry. Uh, you know, I know the survey asked about how people perceive Asian Americans in television and movies. And according to this, most Asian Americans are still in stereotypical roles. Waiters, sex workers, kung fu guys. The roles are always one-dimensional and stereotypical, Chen says. Our data just really reinforced the opportunity for us to create well-rounded, prominent characters in movies and TVs. This is the first survey of American sentiments regarding Asian Americans in 20 years. The organization plans to conduct the survey every year to track progress of attitudes toward Asian Americans. I really don't have an attitude toward Asian Americans. I was, I was reading this. I was looking at. I really don't have an attitude toward Asian Americans, whether they're prominent or not. I just they're people who live in America. I don't really care that they're Asian American or Puerto Rican or Hispanic or uh, Mexican or African American. I really don't care. I guess that I guess that is the problem, isn't it, Jeff? That is the problem. I'm supposed to care. Well, I don't. Just be a good person, okay? That's all I ask. I don't care. Just be a good person. Is that I apparently that is too much to ask now. That is too much to ask. It doesn't matter whether you're a good person or not. I mean, sure, it matters whether you're a good person or not, but only after what race or nationality you are and what you identify as. Then we'll get to whether you're just a you know, a good human being or not. And I find I still find, come on now, eighty percent of Asian Americans feel the lack of respect and a sense of discrimination from fellow Americans? Really? Ah, uh, wow. We are in a bad place if that's true. That we are in a, well, you know what? We could be in a bad place. So let's just leave it right there. I mean, we could talk a little bit about how Chinese tech employees are a little wound up and they're pushing back against uh, the industry's 996 culture of working 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. six days a week. You bastards. You bastards for working six days a week, 12 hours a day. I mean, what leads to success but work? I mean, in this new study, I guess from the World Health Organization and International Labor Organization, and man, I bet you those are, I mean, we know about the World Health Organization, and I'm sure that the International Labor Organization is great. They found that working long hours can lead to startling health risks. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Don't tell me that's true. According to this, 745,000 deaths in 2016 alone. Oh, my gosh. Were because people were working long hours? <laughs> Now, uh, according to this, in 2016, 
uh that you know that this is a you know this was before the pandemic right frontline workers are being exposed to the virus teleworking blurring work-life balance and employees picking up tasks from laid off or furloughed co-workers how dare they make you work long hours i hate it when when jobs make you work so according to this if you you know you should close your laptop while the sun is still out and just go outside people who work 55 plus hours a week have a 35 percent higher risk of stroke 17 percent higher risk of dying from heart disease oh man oh man if so if you are working you know 55 hours or more a week now slow down don't try to make a living don't try to feed your family don't try to succeed don't do it don't do it okay because you need to settle down and you need to relax and just you know what you need to do is just wait for that check from the government to be delivered to your mailbox stop working so darn hard <laughs> I'm working so darn hard. You know, I saw, speaking of that, I saw a commercial on some stupid show I was watching, but they were advertising the Domino's pizza delivery robot. And I thought, holy cow. I mean, you want to talk about jobs getting cut? I mean, that's it, right? I mean, even the pizza delivery guy is going to be out of work. So, I mean, that was what Elon said. I don't know, a few years ago when he talked about a basic minimum income. He was saying that it was, he thought it was going to have to happen, and he took heat for it too, but he thought it was going to have to happen because of technology. He didn't want it to happen, and he was saying that he hoped that it, we could find you know new ways to integrate, but what he saw were you know all these jobs being replaced by robotics, and humans not being able to work so they would need a way to survive and that's why you would need a basic minimum income well you know now thanks to the pandemic and people are starting you know to get used to getting money for nothing and their chicks for free uh they are gonna just continue to keep the checks coming right so there's got to be a there's got to be a balance and i don't know i don't know we've talked about that before for the basic minimum income i'm not sure what that balance is uh, i'm not an economist <laughs> i know that well that's gonna come as a surprise to you so i hope you were sitting down while you were listening to chewing the fat because i'm not an economist i know but i'm just saying there's a there's got to be a a fine line between the creation of goods and services and being paid for not really doing too much and so i'm not really sure what that is so you could get a small amount that would you'd be able to use to then go out and create something else or you could decide like i'm sure many people would to just take what little pittance they give you and survive off of that right so if you wanted you know if you only took what they gave you you would live in your little one room apartment and be satisfied or you know just say they're not paying me enough or you could go out and try to create something else with the use of that income that you're getting right so to create better and you could be in a two-bedroom apartment then 
huh yeah you could have a porch around your trailer <laughs> yeah now we're talking about living large but you got to try to make people believe that they want that or they want that mindset of being able to have not just a trailer but a trailer with a porch around it right you want to attain some of that extra stuff because when you see the headlines u.s billionaire wealth skyrockets 55 percent during pandemic you either look at it like well that sure is accelerating inequality isn't it i don't have any of that or you can aspire to get more wealth yourself right <laughs> or is that just dumb because you want the government to you know give us a million dollars each and we'll all be a million dollars then right yes but no that's not what that's not what we're getting we're seeing the it's being you know touted as the inequality it's not as you know hey you could go out and and do something good for yourself too that isn't the way it's being touted as right they're talking about just a few people whose wealth grew huge during the pandemic well yeah but you know i would rather aspire to that than not i don't know it's just i get it you know i mean I, we have look even if so we have that headline right we have the headline of accelerating inequality then we talk about the millionaires who this is what not the billion those were billionaires okay so now you have millionaires who support raising taxes on the billionaires and they were protesting in front of bezos's home in dc and in california wherever the hell he lives wherever he has houses they're protesting it's just agonizing and then some millionaires want to pay more taxes do they no they want billionaires to pay more taxes they don't want themselves to pay more taxes but they proclaim you know the patriotic millionaires oh okay so the patriotic millionaires who have incomes of more than a million dollars or assets worth over five million dollars they had mobile billboards and they were going to make stops in front of bezos's home in new york and washington yeah new york and washington and they organized a group of about 30 protesters they had 30 people there to converge on the bezos new york residence and it said cut the bulls crap tax the rich oh man that's how that's how bad things are right i mean come on now these guys so these are millionaires not aspiring to be billionaires they're millionaires who probably believe that they got it by some stroke of genius or luck no if it was genius if they believed in genius then they'd believe that they could aspire to get more they believe that it was just uh you know daddy's money who did something evil and wrong i mean that's what joel osteen is getting mocked for right he goes on the today show and joel osteen whatever you think about him and his mega church and all of that he's a successful guy and he's done a lot of good things whether you like him or not he's done a lot of good things and i know he is a not just a millionaire according to the headline he is a multi-millionaire <laughs> man do i hate multi-millionaires I, I don't even like millionaires but multi-millionaires and then billionaires oh man do i hate all of those i just want free money and I, I, you know, yeah, sure. I don't have a porch around my trailer, but I have a trailer. 
So I'm happy. Well, I'm not really happy, but this, you know, I could government could pay me some more money, but I don't want to work long hours because it's unhealthy for me to work long hours <laughs> to create wealth. I just got to want to do that. So the heck with you. So anyway, he goes on the Today Show and he says, hey, you know what? People should maybe start with gratitude. Well, then he was asked, He's asked on the show, so how do you maintain a peaceful state of mind each day? And look, I know he's hawking his new book. You know, Joel just doesn't show up on the Today Show because he had nothing better to do. He's got his new book to promote. Please buy my new book, Peaceful on Purpose. And so when he was asked by Savannah Guthrie and Hoda uh, about how he maintains that peaceful state of mind each day, He said it all comes down to starting the day with gratitude. Man, do I hate starting a day like that with gratitude. You're supposed to start the day with hate. Right? I I think so. Yeah, I think that is. But he said, I think you need to have some time to just come back to a place of peace where you're grateful. Think about what's right, not what's wrong. Focus on what you have, not what you don't have. Well, oh my gosh. You can't say that if you're Joel Osteen in today's world. Joel Osteen on the Today Show saying, don't focus on what you have or don't have. He owns a mansion, a Ferrari, and a jet. He took a $4.4 million federal PPP loan. His net worth is estimated at $100 million. Perhaps thou focused too much, Joel. Yeah. Ah. He didn't say you can't have all that stuff. He didn't say hate the people who have all that stuff he said be thankful for what you have it doesn't mean you can't want more it doesn't mean you can't want less it doesn't mean you can't give it all away and then these millionaires that want more people to pay tax you don't want your money give it in fact i you need to you should pay the jeff fisher tax which is you don't want your money i'll take it please please i will thank you every day in a vocal verbal prayer just give me your money you don't want it and you i want people to pay more i agree and you should pay more to the jeff fisher tax fund i would love that but man do not i you know (sighs) all right i need to go to the break room seriously okay i know i know i need something cold to drink let's go to the break room and let's look at some other stories, shall we? Okay, good. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so good. What is going on in Texas, man? We are, and this whole, uh, the, the South and the Southeast or Southwest or wherever the hell it is, or maybe the whole country, a climate change, I guess, but it is raining cats and dogs every day for the past few days we've had flash floods every time i look out the window it's thunder and lightning and rain coming down it is incredible (laughs) i mean it's amazing so if you live where there it's raining like crazy man have fun have fun for those of you that follow me on instagram uh last night i'm sitting in i'm sitting in the family room and i hear 
three or four times against uh, what I, I don't know what it was. I thought maybe my father-in-law was dropping stuff in the back bathroom. I thought, uh, you know, somebody was upstairs dropping stuff. So I get up and I look and there's a bird. It's like this dove down at the below my back door slamming into the back window and i'm like what the heck is going on these birds are trying i mean they're committing suicide they're committing birdicide uh, at my house and uh then i look and there's a hawk on the back porch fireplace we've got this outdoor you know metal fireplace that we use to burn wood uh like you do in a fireplace and uh the hawk is on top of the fireplace and i don't know i don't know I don't know because when I got to the door, the bird was on the ground up against the wall below the door, a little step there, and the hawk was on the fireplace just standing, you know, just kind of, you know, towering over everyone. So I don't know if the hawk threw the bird up against the window or if the bird was actually trying to commit bird aside, but I think that the hawk was busy trying to collect something from the bird. I think it was like a, I think it was bird mafia collections because <laughs> when i stood there at the window man neither one of them moved the dove was down on the down on the back porch uh hovering up against the little step and he's like frozen i don't know if he had some kind of if he was a concussion do birds get bird cushions and uh then the hawk was on the fireplace and the hawk was just looking like you know don't even freaking move man you owe me and i'm gonna collect and then uh, I took a couple of pictures. If you follow me on Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, you can see the pic of the little dove bird and the hawk on the fireplace. And then the, the, the hawk flew off into a tree on the other side of the yard, but he didn't leave. And the dove did not freaking move, man. I wiggled the doorknob, no move. And so I finally opened the door. And when I opened the door, the dove flew away. So even if the dove was injured and was bird cussed, uh, he... <laughs> he managed to fly away so we'll see we'll see if the hawk comes back if this is the new collection area for the hawk <laughs> i mean there's little bunny rabbits bouncing around the yard all the time having the hawk come by and eat those if he's hungry i don't know what maybe the maybe the dove was trying to chase him off and the hawk was having none of it because in our old yard when the hawk would show up the little birds would dive bomb him and try to get rid of him and the hawk was just like, please, uh, I'm busy resting on this fence here. <sighs> I got to stop, have a smoke, and then I'll be gone. So you can dive bomb all you want, but I'm out of here, okay? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens to, uh, you know, the, what's going on with the bird mafia in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. I mean, we could just make the break room animals today. We got the Minnesota Zoo. Uh, nice of them to kill off a couple of their oxen that were getting a little old uh yeah we had to kill them and yeah, they're a little old and uh, you know what uh it's because of climate change oh okay it wasn't because they were too old and you didn't want to care for them anymore of course not we're the minnesota zoo in apple valley and we had two musk oxen that we just had to get rid of we just killed them off yeah, eh, don't worry about it. Look, they're elderly. They've been showing progressive age-related health issues. And since it started to warm up, yeah, those they started to decline even faster. And it's sad and it's heartbreaking. But look, rising temperatures during the past decade have affected the health of the herd. 
which started growing in 1978 when the zoo acquired the male and female oxen from breeders in Calgary and Winnipeg, Canada, and they bred 65 calves. But by 2010, they started noticing changes, which they attributed to increased summer heat and humidity. Yeah, Minnesota is known for its summers, but uh, don't even, don't, I don't even want to get your emails at chewingthefatoftheblaze.com. Don't start with me. So apparently, with the average temperature rising by two degrees since 100 years ago, uh, this was according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, it seems that even Minnesota has now become too far south for this species to thrive oh no and since there's no way we could move them north if we really believed that this was actually affecting them uh they're they're too old to travel right so let's just kill them (laughs) oh okay i mean sure they're native to the arctic tundra (laughs) they've lived here for years but they're getting way too old now and you know it's just too warm it's just too warm so we'll just kill him. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, right. Look, we had a long conversation. We we talked to everybody. We talked to the zoo leadership, the curators, the veterinarians, and you know the zoo's animal health department were like, "Yeah, we got a responsibility." And at this point, uh, you know, we just kill him off. So. <laughs> okay great no problem i mean we're losing animals left and right but we actually are finding animals right i mean they just found a fossil fish that they claim was extinct but uh they claim that it was uh found alive in madagascar yeah that's right the uh, group of south african shark hunters rediscovered a population of fish predating dinosaurs that many believe to be extinct. The four-legged fossil fish known as Coathocanth, C-O-E-L-A-C-A-N-T-H, has been found alive and well in the West Indian Ocean off the coast of Madagascar. The reemergence, in part thanks to fishermen using gill nets in their shark hunting expeditions, They continue to target sharks for their fins, oil, and other commercial enterprises. Those bastards. The high-tech deep-sea nets are able to reach where these coanthocants gather (laughs) about 328 to 492 feet below the water's surface. The species, which dates back 420 million years, was thought to have been extinct until 1938, when they found one off the South African coast of uh, Mangabe. Now, scientists were shocked to find a member. <laughs> I mean, they're still alive. They're not extinct. They're just living where we can't find them. And now that we're out dropping gill nets down, we're pulling them out of the mud at 430 feet below. Okay. Come on now. They're not extinct. Earth is still surviving. We found a rare owl that they document we haven't seen this owl in the first time in more than 125 years we thought it was extinct did ya did ya you just didn't according to the wilson journal of ornithology and i apologize because for some reason i let my subscription run out so i wasn't aware of when this 
when the story happened but i finally when i realized that uh hey how come i haven't gotten my wilson journal of ornithology i re-upped my subscription right away and had it shipped right to the house and found out about the raja scopes owl and uh, it was first observed by scientists in 1892 and its song that it sings is unknown so it says in the story making it much harder to find you think (laughs) now the species is known for their unique calls but the otis brookai brookai is a bornean subspecies of the raja scopes owl (laughs) it's just so strange it's got these bright orange eyes and uh they don't know uh you know exactly what it looks for but i this guy was out shooting uh owls in the uh in the in the field and out of the corner where a lot of vegetation this owl flew out and it landed while he's, he was observing the owl it flew away but it returned to perch in the shadowed area it's a stroke of luck it came back to that exact spot we were looking for the owl during his research and we went to the trail and the owl perched knowing he was on borrowed time. So the earth is, you know, still letting animals survive. We found the fish that's, you know, over 100 years old in the Detroit River. Give me a break. But heaven forbid they get too old at the Minnesota Zoo. And we just kill them off. I mean, that's what they want to do to people. So we might as well just start doing it with animals first. Yeah, climate change, dead. You know, look at it. Look at, I mean, that's like an animal. People move to Florida, not animals though. Don't do it. Don't move it to Florida where it's warmer. You want to move it where it's colder, but you can't move animals because there's no way to move animals. And so you just kill them. That's just what happens, right? Right. That's exactly what happens. If I were Tiger King, I would be careful. Joe Exotic has revealed that he has cancer now in the Fort Worth prison that he's in. Uh, Not a zoo. (laughs) Oh, zoos are prisons, Jeff. That's what they are. But Tiger King has revealed that he uh, he has prostate cancer. And he's serving his 22-year prison sentence on his animal abuse charges and murder for hire plot against Carol Baskin. You all remember the Tiger King story, and we were all so deep into it a year ago. But uh, he has asked for President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris for his pardon and let him go home. Apparently, he has uh, got a PSA count and came back very high for prostate cancer. The prison has approved the testing to verify what stages he is in. He said his body's tired. He's lost a tremendous amount of weight. Mouth sores are out of control. I throw up more than I eat. I don't want anyone's pity. What I need is when John Phillips, his attorney, gets the evidence he's working on, I need the world to help him get President Biden Biden and VP Harris and the Attorney General to listen to the evidence and see that it's not just city cops out of control with corruption, but it's the very own Department of Justice and make this right and sign that pardon that Trump left behind so I can go home and get proper medical care and proper food. Well, Joe, uh, I would say good luck. 
good luck, uh, God bless, because we are killing off animals at zoos now because of climate change. So if you're starting to suffer in Fort Worth, Texas, that's because of climate change, and we're just going to have to kill you off. Yeah, we could talk about it a little bit if you want, but there's no way we could move you north. <laughs> there's no way. And you're sick, and you're getting old, and it's heating up outside. Yeah, no, we're just going to have to kill you off. So you can, A, stay in prison. Or you could decide, yeah, we'll let you out, but we're going to have to kill you. You decide. <laughs> I bet some days if those mouth sores are hurting, you probably want someone to knock you off, which I'm sure someone in prison is willing to help. So I know you, like me, are really sick and tired of gendered and binary terms. I know you are. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. You can't even, you know, I don't want people saying good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls on a train in the United Kingdom. Well, the Pennsylvania State University uh, Faculty Senate passed a resolution on inclusive language. Thank you. Man, Penn State, thank you for being on the forward path of this, okay? It's going to rid the university of alleged paternalistic labels such as freshman, junior, senior, upperclassman, and underclassman. Oh, man, do I hate those terms. Now, the Senate Committee on Curricular Affairs passed the removal of gendered and binary terms from course and program descriptions. <laughs> oh, good. The introduction of the resolution claims that gendered language comes from living in a male-dominated society. Amen. The university has gone out of a typically male-centered world well, good for them. So uh, I guess many of the terms in our lexicon carry a strong male-centric binary character. Yeah, so let's get rid of them, okay? Terms such as freshman, male-specific. Terms such as upperclassmen can be interpreted as both sexist and classist. <laughs> it could be interpreted that way, and apparently you have. Terms such as junior and senior are parallel to Western male father-son naming conventions. And much of our written documentation uses he-she pronouns. I hate that! <laughs> so you got that to look forward to at Penn State University. Man, that is so good. We have... Uh, we got issues in the United States of America, and we're going to have more issues with the uh, lack of gender inclusivity. Because you know, really, when we start when we start uh, including everyone, more and more people get ununified, right? So, how much for that unity that we were supposed to have? What's good, though, is at least the university is still providing an education and universities in the U.S. are still providing that top-notch education for doctors. Let's say like, I don't know, Dartmouth Medical School. 
Wait, what? Dartmouth Medical School online cheating charges? Huh, so now we can't even believe that the doctors, where did you go to school? I have my doctor degree from Dartmouth. No, thank you. I don't care if you are a he, she, they, it, why. I'm not sure what your pronouns are. But if a doctor, is a doctor, is that something, is that term bad? Gendered and binary? I don't know. I guess it could be perceived that way. Man, we are. (sighs) Hey, Medina Spirit, I got the axe at the next race i know i know i know it's suspended from belmont and they're not gonna let it they're not gonna let him medina spirit or bob baffert uh race at uh at the belmont so no matter what happens to we still haven't got the word back on the kentucky derby right whether that second test of the beta methazone uh was uh guaranteed and you know it will be i mean he all but admitted that he was rubbing the ointment on the horse so there you go and the next race the preakness was i came in third and actually was pretty close to being number one i mean they were neck and neck but he didn't win so without the ointment (laughs) he didn't win the preakness and he ain't racing at the belmont so have a nice day, Bob Baffert. And, you know, it's kind of bad that the horse, you know, you're taking it out on the horse, but, you know, what are you going to do? I also saw where, uh, did you know, it, this is this is really weird, and, and this is England, and I'm going to have to look into it to see if this is discussing every horse in the world. But according to this, every registered thoroughbred horse is a descendant of one of three stallions. Oh, wait, what? So these these three stallions came to England from the Middle East around 1700. So these three stallions did nothing but business for, the, for England? Every thoroughbred horse is from them? I, the Byerly Turk, the Darley Arabian, and the Godolphin Arabian? They're the three ones that are, you know, did nothing but horse business in England since 1700. Nice. Nice. So did you see where Amazon is looking to buy MGM Holdings? That's a pretty big deal. I mean, MGM owns a huge film library. Uh, James Bond, um, other huge titles, Rocky, Pink Panther. I mean, a huge title. They own the Epics cable channel. They, uh, they have, uh, you know, Shark Tank and Survivor and it would, uh, you know, it beefs up prime video. That is for sure. And IMDb. So we'll see. I mean, we know we just heard news that AT&T is going to spin off its entertainment business to Warner Media. That's, I mean, huge, right? I mean, Warner Media is home to CNN, Cartoon Network, Warner Brothers, HBO, uh, HBO Max, um, Discovery Inc. In addition to its namesake TV channel, offers uh, you know, and we talked about when it was the whole Discovery band has got Animal Planet, Oprah Winfrey Network, Food Network, TLC, HGTV, all of that huge platform, uh, Discovery Plus. So if the deal pans out, 
Uh, that is, you're looking at, uh, they were going up against, uh, Netflix and Disney plus with, uh, you know, they both have, you know, hundreds of millions of subscribers and they want to believe that Warner media and discovery could be worth about $150 billion. <laughs> I mean, AT&T is busy just dumping stuff, man. They have been incredible, and I thought they were going to spin off. They had said, remember when they when they came together, they said we were going to start getting rid of their less profitable divisions. Oh, okay. Um, no problem. But uh, they funneled off some of their stuff so that they could put some money into HBO Max, which seems to be working. But they sold anime streamer uh, Crunchyroll to Sony, they reached a deal with TBG to spin off direct TV operations. So, you know, if that's going to, they're trying to get away from cable, I guess that's what they say. We'll see. I mean, my bill now is, you know, they're not getting away from cable. They're just finding a way to milk you and me for a little bit more cash. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out because uh, they're, they're finding new ways, new ways to milk you and me out of more cash. <laughs> but I do like that, uh, you know, at least Anderson Cooper and Guy Ferrari and Harry Potter and Wonder Woman will all go to the same holiday party next year. That's kind of cool, right? A couple things before we uh, before we get out of here today. Uh, first, thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. Uh, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. And if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, you need to turn your life around and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Okay? We'll just leave it at that for you. I see where the World Economic Forum has called off its special meeting in Singapore in August due to COVID-19 concerns. Oh, yeah. In August? We're still going to cancel it because of COVID-19 concerns? All right, no problem. And I see where over 80%, 80% of Japanese oppose Olympics uh, this summer. They're saying, yeah, no, uh, no, 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 no. It was, it was postponed once. And so now they just pulled a new, a new group of people and they said, yeah, no. We sure, we know the Tokyo Games are going to be in 10 weeks, but, uh, no. So I guess Japan is right now battling a fourth wave of virus infections. And so it's put a pressure on the healthcare system and medical professionals, and they're warning about shortages and burnouts. So they're saying, no, we need the games canceled. So I'm, you know, I'm sure that they are going to cancel the Olympics. There's no way. The country, I mean, it means a lot of money. So maybe the rulers of Japan say, yeah, we don't care what the people say. We're having Olympics. But then they're talking about no crowds and the capacity of games, you know, if any at all, would be very, very low. Um, you know, then you're looking at regular testing of the athletes and no overseas fans coming to the games. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Olympics are for the world. So, uh no, good luck. Good luck, God bless. But I think we can uh I think we can pretty much pretty much say that the Olympics will be postponed again. And now you're getting to the point where you might as well just hey, we'll see you in four years and just forget about the whole thing. 
Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> I don't know if I want to give you a chewing the fat guarantee on the Olympics being postponed. I think I will, though. I think I will. I think you can pretty much guarantee that the Olympics will be, if not canceled altogether, postponed again and use COVID as the excuse. Now, I could wrap up today's show by telling you, uh, like Joel Osteen, to start your day with gratitude and be grateful and think about what's right, not what's wrong, and focus on what you have and not what you don't have. But no, 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 no. I, I don't want to have you do that. <laughs> uh, because I don't want you to focus on, I want you to focus on things you don't have. And those evil, rich bastards have it all. And don't you be thankful for things that you have. You be, you be, well, doggone it, you be you, boo. <laughs> 